I'm Charlie Hipwood, CEO of Mass Ventures. And I'm Stacy Swider, an investor at Mass Ventures. And we welcome you to the Fundable Founder, where we'll be exploring relevant topics for technology entrepreneurs to help them succeed in raising capital and in growing their businesses. As a founder who started and ran three companies, I didn't know what I didn't know when I first set out. <laughs> but you eventually figured things out, right? For the most part, through trial and error and mentorship. But now as a VC, I'm frequently advising entrepreneurs on the same topics. So Stacy and I are here to share that earned wisdom with you, along with the experts that we interview on a variety of subjects. We are. The roadmap to a successful startup is at your fingertips. So turn up the volume and grab the keys to success for your fundable founder journey. Hi, welcome back. This is Stacy at Mass Ventures. I'm joined by my colleague, Vineet Nahawan. Um, and Vineet's going to share with us today his, his experience um, and some ideas and best practices about choosing an independent board uh, member. So I guess the question I'd like to start out with, Vineet, is um, why is that needed? Well, you know, we have to think about kind of different stages of a startup. So if we think first about um, pre-investment, in other words, you're bootstrapping a startup, you haven't raised any money from any outside investors yet, you're just in putting your own money in. Um, you need, I think you need a board. Uh, one, there are you know, some legal requirements for you know, Delaware C-Corps and others. Um, um, they're pretty loose, so, but I think it's just good practice to have a board to put some check and balance on the management team. So when, when you're pre-investment, you know, your, your board really is there to provide some guidance and governance with, so, you know, so it's not just the founders on the board. It's a really good practice to have at least one independent director on the board with the founders in a pre-investment stage. Hmm. Now, when you More go, investment, okay. Yeah, now when you go post-investment, the investors will require you to have in, you know, uh, an independent director. So usually post-investments, you have boards that are anywhere from three to seven uh, people, you know, in, in, a, in a startup board. You know, there'll be one or two positions for management. There'll be, you know, one or two positions for investors, depending on how many investors, you know, uh, you've brought in. And you'll have a independent director. Now, when you take money from investors, your investment documents will probably say something like the ind independent director will be uh, appointed both by the investors and by management. In other words, both people have a have a vote on who the independent director is. So now you might lose that person you chose pre-investment. They might get voted off the island. Yeah, and they may not be appropriate now. Right. You know, as you're moving to a new stage of yeah. your company and. And, and, you know, when you appoint that independent director in a pre-investment say you're going to appoint them for a period. So it's, you know, they're, they're not going to have an unlimited period. Generally, you appoint um, an independent director for, uh, let's say, about a two-year term. You know, I don't think you want to make it longer than three years. And um, I don't think you want to make it less than two years. So two years is a good good number. Yeah. And, you, and you can renew that or not. If you, you know, once you move, you know, to post-investment, you may have need for a different kind of an independent director. That makes sense. So what kind of qualities do you look for in an independent director? Yeah, that's, that's really an important question. So most of the difficult decisions that are made on startup boards 
need market knowledge. And investors typically are spread too thin across too many of their companies and too many different uh, you know, market segments to be real you know, deep market knowledge. You as management have deep market knowledge, obviously, because you know, you're trying to enter a market. You want an independent director who also has deep market knowledge and you know, is, has the stature and, and background experience that investors will defer to the independent director when you're making strategic decisions and you need market knowledge. I see. You understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and so so you want somebody who has market knowledge. You want somebody who ha who's had experience as an operational executive, mm -hmm. right? So has been management before. Knows your space. Knows how to manage in your space. Yeah, and third, knows I think how to sell in your space. <laughs> yeah, and third, which is most critical, I think, shares the same vision as management yeah. about the direction of the company. In other words, to put it more bluntly, you want that independent director to be on your side. Yep. Motivated. The motivation is to um, support you as the CEO. Yeah, but they are independent. So, but they know the, the good ones know how to, you know, be independent yet, you know, share the vision with the management team and, so when those difficult decisions come and, you know, uh, the management team says, hey, uh, you know, we think we should focus on this market and not, you know, or this go to market strategy and not these other things. You know, when the investors turn to the independent director, the independent director will say, yeah, I agree with this. And here are the reasons why I agree with this. Yeah, it's a big deal, actually. I see what you mean. So this sounds like a pretty hard person to find. How do you find one? Yeah, well, obviously, you know, the first place is is to go to your own network. Um, you know, your peers particularly are, are a good place to start. So other CEOs of tech companies, you know, and go to their networks. And so I, I think the first place is to go into your own network and be very thorough about it and, and get out there and, and talk to people. Um, the investors, of course, will have their own network and will tr we'll try to source their own people. And um, and I think it's important that you know you as management get ahead of the investors, and and you know and and find sort of good independent director candidates um, that you know that have come from your own network. And then the third, which is not uncommon, is is uh, to hire a search firm. And sometimes investors will insist on hiring a search firm, you know, to do kind of like a broader uh, uh, you know broader net. But, but I think if, if, if you're smart about it, you get ahead of the game, you go into your own network, and if you source some of these people and they're appropriate, the investors will sign on. It's less work for them too, you know? And, but you still want some diversity there. You don't want to hire someone who's just like, or have someone come in who's just like you because it's a little bit of group thing. So you got to be a little intentional about that too. And I don't mean diversity necessarily in terms of just don't photocopy yourself, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, obviously uh, there's a macro trend, uh, both on public and private company boards to add diversity. And, and that diversity can come from the customer base you're serving. So you want somebody sort of more representative of the customer base that you're, right. you know, entering into. You want somebody who's sort of more representative of, you know, ethnic and gender diversity in general, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And, and and you're right, it, it does avoid groupthink, uh, uh, but frankly, it's it's also 
lived experiences that are different from the rest of management or investors uh, yes. lowers, increases the risk of success right. for a company. Right. All the data suggests that. So how are independents compensated? Give them some shares in the company? Yeah, typically for a, a startup board, uh, there's no cash compensation. It's, uh, it's just equity, uh, stock options, you know, off your standard stock option plan and, and also vesting, you know, over some period of time. Other than that, you know, you, I, you could have 100% vesting over the two-year term or maybe it's 50% vesting over the two-year term and 100% over two two-year terms or four years, which is probably typical for management. Probably management is also vesting on that schedule. Um, and, and, you know, you, you would cover expenses if they have to travel, you know, to come to board meetings, you would cover those kind of expenses. You know, if they have to come, you know, pay for parking, you know, all, all those kind of direct expenses, you would reimburse them for. What's a typical percentage that they might get, like half a percent or? You know, it, it, it really depends on um, the stage of the company. But, um, you know, typically a, an advisory board member, which is not, not a fiduciary board member, but an advisory board member would be on average about a quarter percent. You know, and this is, I would say, pre-Series A, right, in, in, in the seed round stage. I think uh, an individual director would be uh, a half a percent or, or even, even more if you value them uh, a lot, and especially if they're coming in earlier. If they, yeah, if that early stage uh, uh, board director follows you through the investment, then yeah, because they're going to get diluted out just like management is. You know, you want to start them a little higher. That's true. That's true. Well, this is excellent advice. Uh, Vinit, do you have any final thoughts? No, uh, just that, you know, I think for for most startups, you know, the board feels like overhead. I mean, because, you know, you're really busy, you know, just <laughs> you're making 100 decisions a day and, and, and you know, getting ready for board meetings and, and you know, having um, a board that you have to keep communicating to just feels like overhead. Getting a really good independent director will really help in how you manage the board. So I think it's a critical role to fill. Absolutely. And we'll have a separate video on um, how to manage a board of directors, how to get the most out of that. But sounds like a key piece of the puzzle is having that independent. Thank you very much, Vinny. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Fundable Founder. Please go to our website at mass-ventures.com for more information on Mass Ventures and where you can also find other episodes just like this.